Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Welcome to the new podcast for this week. Hope you're having a good week. I hope you're staying dry if you're local. We've been having a lot of rain, which makes it very difficult to work with the dogs and get them out. And I know that some of them are being a little stir crazy, I'm sure. If you've not had a chance to listen to our podcast on hand feeding, uh, that would be a really good one to listen to to help your dog get some mental stimulation uh, since you're unable to do a lot of physical. If you're somewhere where you've got wonderful weather, well, I am happy for you, and I really wish I was there. Uh, so, uh, get a you know, give your dog a chance to do a little mental stimulation in the house if you are stuck. If you're able to get out and about, get your dog out, work on some things, uh, get your dog ready for the spring and the summer and the wonderful things that are going to come around. All the events that you're going to want to go to and take your dog to. So that brings me to uh, what I want to talk about today, and that is teaching your dog to greet on command and only. On command. Now, why is this important? Well, if the dog is on leash, it's really not too important because you're controlling the dog and limiting the dog's options by the leash itself. However, if your dog is off leash, I don't want them going to every person that they see when they're off leash to get a pet. And so it's important that we teach dogs that it's okay to go say hi if given permission. And this isn't just greeting people, but it's also greeting other dogs. So I want to teach you how to do this and to learn how to give your dog permission so that your dog is not just running up to everyone. So with the greet, the importance is teaching the dog that yes, you can get a reward from others. However, 
I am always going to be the most rewarding there is. When you allow someone to pet on your dog and love on your dog and give them more love and attention than you are giving them in that moment, you're making that stranger more important. And so the dog is going to want to go to that stranger more than it's going to want to stay with you. So a couple of things. One, we not only want to give the dog permission to greet, but we also want to make sure that the dog knows that you're controlling the reward, but you're also more rewarding than the person. So let's talk about how to start this. First, having the dog on a leash so that you can limit the dog's option. Um, you'll want to possibly set this up with some friends or family members just to get used to it. And so let's say that you put someone uh, 10 feet away and your dog sees that person and they're excited to see them. Now, if your dog is being good and giving you behavior that you don't mind seeing, you may give the dog the greet command, and then I want you to go up to the person with your dog. If your dog is not giving the appropriate behavior, say it's jumping, lunging, barking, whining, I want you to just stand there and wait. Now that person at 10 feet should also just be standing stationary. So when you do finally get the good behavior from your dog, maybe it's 10 feet, maybe it's eight feet, maybe your dog is getting really good and it's only five feet. Give your dog permission, decrease the distance to the person using your body, bringing the dog with you. In other words, I don't want you extending your hand and your arm with the leash. If you do this, you're going to be more likely to pull and yank on the dog using the leash if they do something inappropriate. And we don't want to use any type of correction like that. Yes, we're going to interrupt if the dog does something inappropriate, but not in a correction. If we, if we correct the dog and it tends to frighten the dog, you're going to start associating negative things with strangers. And that's really what we do not want. So you will approach the person by decreasing the distance using your body. So you're stepping towards the person, keeping that leash next to your body like we've talked about in previous podcasts. If you have to, you can put the hand that the leash is in, uh, put it in your pocket, put your thumb in your pocket just to keep your hand stationary. As the dog approaches, You've given the Greek command and let this person just love on the dog. While the person is loving on the dog, your job, if the dog is being good, is to continue to verbalize praise and reward the dog, oftentimes using food as the reward. If you are rewarding the dog for being good with the stranger or the person they're saying hi to, then you're going to teach them that you're still the most rewarding thing. And oftentimes what this does is as the dog approaches the person, they will turn their body so that the person really is to pet kind of the backside of the dog. The body's turned so the head is facing you because they're waiting for those treats. And that prevents the dog from jumping or mouthing the person. And so it's a great way to teach the dog not to do those things by giving them an incompatible behavior to do, which is turning away. They're still getting love and attention by the stranger, but they're not getting an opportunity to jump or mouth. Now let's say that in the beginning, your dog doesn't know that you're gonna be giving rewards, so you say greet, you approach, and the dog immediately jumps. This is something very important. Now, if you have a small dog and you don't mind the jumping, that's a personal preference, then everything is great. You can ignore this part. 
but if you have a medium to large size or a small that you don't want jumping, we have to make sure we interrupt this behavior. It's not about correcting the dog for doing it. It's about interrupting the dog for jumping. So remember, we have decreased our distance using our body. So if your dog jumps on someone, what you will then do is increase your distance from that person by taking one to two steps back with your hand still stationary. This will interrupt the dog without doing a correction. So it's a very gentle guidance backwards. Once you've taken a couple of steps back, your dog's four feet are on the floor, you give permission to greet again and you decrease your distance a step or two. However, you have to to get the dog to the person. Repeat the process if the dog jumps. Continue to interrupt and give the dog permission to greet. And if the dog jumps, interrupt. But here's the thing, if your dog is not jumping, <clears throat> excuse me, if your dog is not jumping, you need to make sure you are praising like crazy. Do not take for granted your dog's behavior. Reward like crazy. Good boy, that's a good boy. Here's a treat. Good boy. Here's another treat. That's a good boy. Mama's proud of you. What a good boy you are. Treat. Good boy. All right, so these are the things that you want to make sure that you are capturing, teaching the dog what you want. Don't just wait for the dog to do something that you don't want just so you can correct it. It's a lot easier to teach a dog what you want instead of going through all the things that you don't want just to get a good behavior. Now, let's say your dog is a puppy and it's mouthing and biting. Well, same thing. If I see the dog mouthing and biting, I'm going to interrupt by taking a few steps back, letting the dog calm for a second, and give permission to greet back. You can't expect people that are saying hi to your dog to know exactly what it is that they're supposed to be doing when your dog is jumping or mouthing. And that's why it is your job to teach your dog. Don't let other people mess your dog's training up. It's not fair to the dog. So you'll want to make sure that you really focus on this and reward the dog appropriately. I love it when I see a client have their dog greet somebody in, in public and the dog immediately goes up to the person, turns so the person can pet their butt, or they'll turn to the side where the dog can still be petted on, but the face is always looking at the owner. And that is super important. Not only are you communicating that you're the most important, but like I said earlier, you are teaching an incompatible behavior. The dog cannot be doing things that you don't like if they're looking at you because their feet will be pointed away from the person. So that is one of the most important things that you can do with a Greek command. Now, what happens if you're out in public and let's say that your dog is off leash, maybe in an indoor area. Well, if you've already let your dog off leash in an indoor area, say like a dog park, then the dog is free to do what it wants to do. But I always give my dog permission after I let them off the leash, letting them know that they are free. So if I unhook the leash, I may say, okay, free dog, which means they don't have to worry so much about what I'm doing. They are free to kind of do what they need to do until I give them another command. If I see someone that the dog is interested in saying hi to and they're on a leash and then I'm going to take the leash off, then I'll unhook the leash and say greet and again giving them permission to greet. I'm still maybe praising from a distance if my dog is being good. But what happens if my dog jumps and I am at a distance away and I have no leash? You need to walk up to the dog calmly 
Remove the dog gently by the side of the collar. Very important, side of the collar, not the top. I don't want you pulling the dog back, choking them. It's the side of the collar. You move them to the side a couple of feet, wait, and then give them permission to greet again. Repeat the process if needed. Otherwise, lots and lots of praise for doing the right thing. And you can also use this same technique if you have company in the house. One of the things that we love to do is teaching dogs to greet guests when they come knocking on the door. Now, it is a three-step process, so you need to work each step. And we have a video on the website uh, for that. And we actually show you how to even teach multiple dogs how to greet guests in the home. But that third step is giving the dog permission to say hello to the company. And that teaches the dog a little self-control, as well as it allows your guests to come into the home before being accosted by your pet. So if you want to go watch that video, I highly recommend it. Um, but make sure you're using that greet command. And if the dog jumps then, I'm doing the same thing by removing the dog by the side of the collar and then giving permission to greet again. So you can see that there are many opportunities that you can use the greet command, whether it's on leash, off leash in public, um, or even in the home. And this teaches the dog that, hey, rewards are great, but I have to wait until I get permission. And I really do the same thing if I have my dog who wants to maybe chase a squirrel or a rabbit or a bird, something of that nature, is if I'm somewhere safe and I've got the dog on a leash and I see that they want to chase something that might be fun, but they really have no hope of catching it, uh, then a lot of times I'll release the dog off the leash and give them permission to chase. And that also teaches a dog that, hey, chasing is only when I'm getting permission if I'm on the leash. And then that works up to teaching the dog that when you're off leash, the rules apply as well. And that can help a lot with your dog's prey drive. And um, of course, teaching good self-control, impulse control, these are in things that you can practice just in general at home. And maybe we'll do another podcast that specifies that, but that's so much easier to show in videos. And so if you've not watched the videos on our website, I highly recommend it, as well as um, on our Facebook page. We have quite a few videos on there as well. And those are um, some great exercises that you can do to teach your dog impulse control. As an example, one of the things that I love to do is if I have a dog who loves to play tug, and most dogs do, I will um, play tug with them, sometimes let them win, sometimes I win. But a lot of times while I'm playing tug, I will stop tug by just stopping myself, still holding the toy and asking the dog to do some type of behavior like sit or drop it. And it's teaching the dog that even in a high arousal moment, such as play like that, you still have to stay tuned in between your ears. And that's a great way to help your dog learn impulse control and self-control uh, when it comes to things that are really exciting like that prey drive. Uh, and that can a lot of times mess dogs up for off-leash is that prey drive and that desire to see things that's not you. So if I can make it more rewarding to stick with me, more rewarding when it's even being rewarded by somebody else. If I can really reward the dog for all the good things that they're doing, the dog's going to be more willing to stick with me. And that's where a lot of people mess up, where they don't tell the dog how wonderful and amazing they are in all these simple situations that they get into. 
Um, instead, they wait until they get what they don't want and try to correct it. And that's just going to teach the dog that they, you know, feel like they can't do anything right and they'd rather just go somewhere else. So think about if your dog doesn't want to be with you, what can you do to change that? What have you done to cause that? Have you done a lot of correction with your dog? Do you scream and yell at your dog? Do you take the behavior for granted? You know, if your dog wants to stick with you, ask yourself, well, what am I doing? What can I keep doing to make sure the dog continues to want to do that? It doesn't always have to be food um, or yummy, yummy treats, but you do need to make sure that you're rewarding the dog on a regular basis. And don't think that just your verbal or just your petting is going to work out in public or outside the home because you do that a lot inside the home. You have a lot more competition outside of the home, so you have to up your game a little bit, especially if you have young dogs. As they get older, you'll find that you won't have to do it as often, but you'll continue doing it just because it's habitual, and you can't help but do it, and that means that you are on the right track of training and on the positive side of things. So anyway, that's how uh, I want you to really start focusing on your greet, especially when you get out with nicer weather. Um, I really hope that we're going to get nicer weather soon. And make sure that you also understand that um, you do not uh, worry about hurting other people's feelings as they're approaching your dog. It's not appropriate for every person to say hi to your dog. And so if you see someone coming up wanting to pet your dog and your dog is not being good and they keep approaching, my recommendation is to increase your distance by taking a few steps back, taking the leash with you, which takes the dog with you, and telling the person that your dog is in training. And that will typically stop them long enough uh, to give you an opportunity to give the right commands. Don't let people just come up and pet your dog without permission, and they will do that. And it's not appropriate, and we have talked about that on a podcast. Um, I hope people have spread that around and shared it because so many people need to hear that. But you need to be responsible for your dog's behavior. You need to be responsible for who comes in your dog's uh, circle. And you need to make sure that it's always a positive experience for your dog. Otherwise, you will end up causing some fear or anxiety. And if you do see that your dog is not comfortable with someone, please don't force them to say hi. If I tell my dog to greet and they don't want to greet that person, I am not forcing them. I realize that my dog is either not in the mood, they don't like that person, they're not comfortable, they're tired, they'd rather do something else, so I just move on. Do not force your dog to do anything, especially if you're socializing young puppies. Take your time, let the dog make that decision, and let your dog have some control over what they do with that person. So that is it on greet. I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Please, if you've not listened to the rest of the podcast, please go back and listen to some of the podcast. If you have an opportunity, wherever you listen, if you have an opportunity to rate our podcast, that would be great. That allows our podcast to pop up on searches so that other people can learn as well. We really want to reach out and educate as many people as we can. I want dog speak geeks across the board. And um, so that means that you, I need your help. So spread it out, share it, uh, let your family and friends know, let your coworkers know, let the people in your dog club know, rate uh, the podcast. And also, if you have any ideas of things that you would like to talk about or like me to talk about, please let me know. We got a wonderful email from a lady that's local, and she wanted to talk about 
uh, how to train your dog if you have a disability. Uh, And so we are going to cover that podcast this month. So thank you for that. And we will be covering that this month. I think that's going to be actually next week's podcast. Uh, You know, sometimes things happen, but it is on the schedule for next week. And uh, I hope you all will enjoy that. But if you do have ideas, please continue to shoot us some emails. Let us know what you're thinking, your thoughts, what you would like to hear about. And um, same thing with videos. If you have any ideas of what you would like to see with videos, shoot us that email as well. Info at dogspeak101.com. We are going to start putting some videos together, uh, hopefully in spring. When the weather gets a little bit nicer, we're going to start doing more videos because we have slacked off on the videos just because it's been very time consuming and we've been super busy but we want to get back on that because I know that you guys uh, really enjoy those and we enjoy doing them so if you have ideas let me know we'll be happy to put some things together and I look forward to talking to you guys again next week please get on our Facebook page sign up for our newsletter through our website check all the things out on the website that we have I hope to hear from you personally Info at dogspeak101.com. Let's make Dogspeak Geeks across the world. And let's make people's dogs better, keep them in their home, and make it a happy, happy home. God bless. Have a great week.